Hello and welcome to I've Heard It Both Ways. This is our third episode. I'm Ben. And I'm Maria. I'm Juan. And we're glad that you're here listening with us today or watching us on YouTube. Tell your friends. Uh, we like talking. We like people to hear us talk. No, you like talking. <laughs> okay, well today we're going to talk about burnout and I'm going to start by talking a little bit about the history of burnout. It will be a one hour diatribe. Diatribe, is that the right word? I don't know. I don't know. It'll be a one hour something. Just kidding. So apparently in the 1970s, Herbert, Herbert Freudenberger was a psychologist in New York and he had his own private practice. He was working for 10 hours a day. At the end of the day, he would go to a free substance abuse clinic where he would offer volunteer his time to help people. And then after that, he would meet with the volunteers and debrief with them and train them. And he did this day after day until finally he was broken. And he could not get out of bed. His, his daughter tried. Apparently. I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. That's really interesting. Wait, here's a question. Yeah. He was broken physically, emotionally, both? Both. I mean, okay. if you can't get out of bed physically, then there's also yeah. some, right? So anyway, he decided that he would do an own, his own self-study, as any psychologist would do, right? And he coined the term burnout. And it was a phenomenon that he decided was specifically um, pointed at people who help other people. Um, there was one thing, I was reading this Washington Post article, and uh, he was asked, or in the paper, um, he asked, who is prone to burnout? And his answer was, unambiguous, the dedicated and the committed. I really like that. So if you are dedicated mm. and committed, you are prone to burnout. Ooh, can I add something? Go ahead. Okay. So I, I really agree with that. And I actually think that it's very true for teachers because in general, most of the time, 99% of the time, I don't know. I just made up yeah, the number. You can make up any number to... I, I just said. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but I think teachers are, are committed people. We are committed. We're dedicated to what we do, and we do it because we love it. Um, and I think this really applies to teachers specifically. I agree. Yeah. That's why I really of liked course. it. I was glad that I went and found this because I had no idea. All this time I was thinking burnout in terms... And maybe this is where he got it from is... You know, a rocket burns out. It runs out of fuel, and then it falls to the ground and crashes. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what happens. So um, I have a few questions that you could answer. I don't know if there's anything specific you want to bring up, but we can just see where this conversation goes. So uh, Maria answered one that teachers obviously experience burnout, and so that's great. Now that we know that teachers experience burnout, what does that mean for us as teachers? We're doomed. There's no hope for us. Just kidding. Maria, always the pessimist. Just kidding. Probably, probably um, recognize that it's going to happen. You're going to burn out at one point or another in your career. And what I've noticed with myself is that a lot of the times it happens early in the semester for example like I'm two weeks in and the semester just started and I'm feeling tired and overwhelmed and kind of like burnt out so it doesn't have to be 
it doesn't have to be at the end or like after a long period of time it can happen very quickly and I think the reason why that happens is what Maria was saying right teachers who are dedicated who put their students first um, will burn out rather quickly if they don't take certain measures to kind of slow the process down a little bit I agree with you Juan but I also can want to add that you didn't only just work for the two weeks since the semester started right you started working on that long before the semester started so of course yeah. the burnout comes after two weeks because you've planned for your semester you've yeah. done all this work in advance that needs to be done so it's not just the two weeks it's yeah. more like a month or a month and a half or yeah. however much time you spent on getting and, ready for this and what happens to sometimes is that those breaks that we get teachers get between semesters it's just not enough yeah. right for example here where I'm working um, the break the Christmas break uh, sometimes it's not very short it varies every year is a little bit different but you know three weeks that sounds really cool but not when you have the holidays and you have to get ready for next semester so it's almost like you don't really have a break or much of a break so yeah uh, I agree with that thank you for bringing that up so I agree with what both of you said oh, but I wow. want to add something else how many first of semesters have you had each semester this process happens over and over and over again so there's all these different it's not just the two weeks it's not the two weeks in the prep it's the repetitive start of school that can yeah. ca cause this type of burnout right um, so maybe it's a chronic situation here. well and I think we're looking at two different types of burnout too well or maybe not two types but when I think of burnout I think of kind of the um, in career burnout mm -hmm. which happens to people like it could happen this month it could happen next week it could happen in a day it's kind of this burnout that happens but then there is like I want to say outside career but that's not the right thing career ending burnout yes <laughs> right so we have in career burnout and career ending burnout and that's why we had the mass um, well not recession what did they call it the mass quitting that happened in 2021 when people started quitting their jobs all over the place. Mass did you do that thing with your finger? Me? Did you did you not see the little bubble with the finger? Oh yeah, yeah, I did it. Went <laughs> it went to Maria's face. Oh, that'll be great anyway. for. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so for those of you who are just <laughs> listening, I did a thumbs up and it made a thumbs up emoji appear in front of Maria's face. Um, because she's she's thumbs up for oh, all of us. Oh, you are so nice. But anyway, I think that's why a lot of people quit in 2021. They were burned out, um, and it, people changed careers. They found different jobs. Um, so there's lots of different types of burnout. But if you guys are okay, I don't want to focus on the negative. what causes burnout. <laughs> I want to focus on a solution. Yeah. Okay. So what can we do? First of all what can we do we can treat burnout or we can avoid it right mm -hmm. let's assume that it's never impossible to 100 percent avoid burnout mm -hmm. so when you get burned out what do you do i think i think um it's important for people to have an outlet for all the negative feelings that come with burnout like stress 
anxiety, you know, feeling overwhelmed, feeling hopeless, whatever it is. I think everyone needs to have a, an outlet to release all those negative uh, thoughts or the negative energy in some way. Uh, it may look different for everyone. You know, everyone's a little bit different. So the way you release your energy is different. Um, so me I think that's Maria is, is good. Is good and right? I think I think that's a way to do it. Some people just need to have it's okay. time to talk and say, I have all these things going on. I don't know where to start. How am I going to get all these things done? And sometimes you just need to talk. That can be an outlet for somebody. Yeah. Whereas another person may have to do something completely different. So to add a concrete example, um, would be maybe just do something that you like, something recreational, mm. your hobby when you're at home or yeah. outside of work hours. Have a good example. Find something that you enjoy yeah. and plan it out or something to look forward to. Um, yeah. That is exactly what I was hoping you would say because I have this really important question. I want to know what your hobbies are. I mean, I know what some of your hobbies are. You know us. Yeah, yeah. But it might be helpful for other people to hear about some of the things we as educators do um, as hobbies. But maybe while you're thinking about that, um, this kind of goes along with being well-balanced, right? And having um, not necessarily separation of work and, and personal life, but being balanced between them. Yeah. And I think that is a remedy and a inhibitor mm -hmm. of burnout. It's both. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yeah. we talked about that in our first episode a little bit, right? We brought we it up how, you know, when you're at home, be at home. When you're at work, be at work. It's it's mm -hmm. impossible, really, 100% of the time to kind of separate these two. Because, I mean, yeah. you're humans. <laughs> <laughs> We're humans. We said that before. Human. We're yes. human. That's what I meant. And, we are um, humans. You can say it both ways. I've heard it both ways. Yes. I've heard it both ways. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, and I think these, like, if you think about it, it sounds pretty easy, but is it? I, I don't know that it's that easy. I think, I think in the same way that we make a commitment to our students and to our profession, we need to make a commitment to ourselves and take care of our bodies and our minds and our relationships so that we can do what we need to do at work and do the things that we need to do at home. So last spring, I guess, yeah, uh, here at work we had to do overload. There was a lot more students than we expected and so everybody had to do a little bit more teaching than normal. And somehow it turned out that uh, Colleen and I had Wednesdays where we had no class. So we took half of the day, the morning half, and we just went hiking. Like we leave oh, at like- That's what some people do at work, I guess. Yeah, we okay, leave at like five in the morning. <laughs> we leave at five in the morning, really early, you know, do a little hike, get back to work at noon, and just finish out the rest of the the work day. And we found it very 
it was refreshing it was uh it was much needed. yes exactly and now we're not doing that right now because our schedules are different and sometimes we just look at each other like oh, we need to go to the mountains uh, <laughs> that was a nice thing for me to have that outlet for all the different things that are going on at work uh, so yeah I guess that's that's one thing that I've done to deal with burnout in the past I mean nature nature cures everything nature is good yeah nature is really good that that's a, a good point can I change gears mm, yes you can or do you want to add no something? I don't I I totally don't have anything to say right now, so I'm glad that oh, you said that. Oh, wow, that is surprising. Ben doesn't have anything to say right now. Well, I have I've a lot of things, that. but I just, I'm trying to be judicious in what I say. Okay, sounds good. It's so, good I'm changing gears. He likes to use big words to show people how smart he is. Oh, I'm not that erudite. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Anyways, so, burnout, right? Um... Thinking about this, and I'm going to mention a couple causes just for the fun of it, so bear with me here for a second. But I think one very important um, cause of burnout could be um, perfectionism, mm -hmm. right? Because we have this, and I think I have it. Um, well, I had it more in the past, not so much right now. But perfectionism is a big reason why people get burned out. And also maybe comparing themselves to others. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we work at institutions and there's lots of teachers around us and we tend to compare ourselves to them. Yeah. Or, you know, we're meetings and someone brings up, like, oh, look how, look at this cool thing that this teacher um, did. And then automatically you think, oh, I didn't do anything cool like that. That means I'm not as good as them. Um, and that comes, that, I bet that happens to a lot of teachers. I know it's happened to me multiple times. And I think one solution, talking about solutions. Way to go. Thank you. Um, I don't know, it could be validation. And not necessarily that we seek validation from others, but that we feel validated in our workplace, that we feel like our contribution matters, that we have something to bring so, um, to the table, and that we feel like we feel respected and we feel validated in our work. So how does a person Sorry to interrupt you, but how does a person gain that validation? What does that look like when you suddenly yeah. realize like, oh, you know what? I am validated and, you know, people, you know, like what I do. I, I understand your point that we need to seek validation, but what does that look like? I don't have the answer. I don't know if you do. I have all the um, answers. Brand does, I know. I don't know that we need to seek validation necessarily. I don't think we should okay. do things just to get validated. Okay. But I think receiving that validation without necessarily looking for it can make a difference in how burnt out we feel. So let's take a faith-based approach to this. Are you wow, okay ben. with that? Go yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna sound like I'm smarter than I am, but I got all of this information from other people. In the scriptures, when it says, be therefore perfect, the translation of Greek is incorrect, imperfect. In many other translations, it says, be therefore whole or complete. Mm -hmm. So we often associate perfectionism with being 
complete in a different way, like we finished, we did it all, we're perfect, yeah. as opposed to being complete as in a whole person, right? Mm -hmm. So if we are going to, if, if, if we are going to be the whole person, if we're not going to seek for perfectionism, we're not going to compare with others, and then the validation that we seek comes from two sources. It comes from ourselves, and it comes from God. So I think that's a really important thing. Whether you believe in a higher power or not, um, believing in yourself and having validating your own, seeking your own approval counts for so much. So instead of thinking, am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? And then thinking about what other people expect, think about what you expect. Mm -hmm. Are you meeting your expectations? Because it's so much easier to meet your expectations than someone's perceived expectations of you, right? Like, Juan, you expect me to be like this, 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 and this. In reality, you don't. But if I'm trying to live up to that, I'll never reach it, right? I think you're bringing a good point, but also the reality is that in a workplace, you kind of need to meet others' expectations, like your boss or your manager. Well, true. Or whoever that is. You do have to measure up you do have to meet expectations absolutely right? and i think that i think that's absolutely a good point because you do have to everybody who's in a work environment you have to meet certain expectations to keep your job teachers have lots of expectations they have to be good teachers to keep their jobs uh, for the most part right i mean maria still oh well oh just kidding so uh, anyway <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is we all have expectations with our employers that we have to meet however Comparing ourselves to our coworker is not going to bring us validation. No, and that's... Comparing ourselves to the standards that we agreed to when we were employed, that is what's going to do that. And trying to understand that, you know, I'm doing the best I can, this is great. I mean, that works. Yeah, I think that works. I mean, for me, yes, it does work to a certain degree. But also getting validation from, and again, not necessarily that I'm seeking for that validation. You are a good or that and I. <laughs> but I think when we are burnt out, going back to that, right? We have no energy. We feel sick physically. We feel sick emotionally. Um, I think hearing words and encouragement, hearing validation, validation from others. Um, people that you respect, people that you love or that you see in this, this position that means something to you, I think that helps. I don't think it's take, yeah. it, take, it takes it away oh. or eliminates burned out completely, but I think it does matter. Absolutely, it matters. Getting compliments, getting praise, getting appreciation from coworkers is huge. What I'm trying to say is that we can't make people thank us. We can't make people appreciate no, us, right? No, no, sure. So, if we're doing things seeking that, then it's kind of a no, problem, right? and that was my point so far. Yes. Like, don't, you yeah. don't have to seek for it. But I think what, I, what I'm saying is that what are, how can we help others? How can we help teachers in our position? We personally, you know, the three of us. What is something that we can do? And I think, I'm not done talking, just stop. But I think just looking for opportunities to validate others, looking for opportunities yeah. to compliment and to uplift and to say, hey, I really liked that activity that you did. Can I borrow it? Can I use it sometimes? Right? Things like this really can boost someone's confidence um, and, and help them. And also, I feel we, like we need to be very careful. And I don't know. I don't think I have a solution for this. But when we're in a group and we only validate or compliment one person, 
what then? How do others feel? And I'm not saying that we should com compliment everyone all the time and just do that. I don't think that's honest, really, right? But um, I don't know if you've ever been in meetings or something and someone says like, hey, oh, look, this person is amazing. They did, they did this awesome thing and it's great. And I'm bringing this back up again, right? Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything like this. So I must not be great because obviously I'm not doing all these cool things that others are doing. So how do we deal with that in a situation like this? Okay, I have a solution, but I have to go get my iPad. Okay. Fancy. We're waiting for your solution. No, I mean, I, I've thought about this, um, not just, just for this, but um, for a while now. How, how do we handle that? And how do we lift our, um, you know, colleagues, how do we lift them up and not put others down at the same time? And this probably has to do with the individual perspective, right? Maybe it's just, this just happens to me when I hear someone praising someone else and me going back automatically my insecurities to my insecurities, right? Feeling like, oh, I'm not doing this, I must not be good enough. That's, you know, one of my reactions and obviously not the right one. So maybe this just happens to me, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know, I think it affects people in, in some way. I think validation is important. I think by nature, teachers um, are perfectionists. We yeah. want to do everything right. And we are always looking for ways to improve things, right? Yeah. And I think you're right. I think receiving validation from colleagues, from students, it definitely helps to feel like our efforts um, are appreciated and feeling appreciated can help re-energize ourselves mm -hmm. as we teach and perhaps delay or lessen the feelings of being burned out yeah so this is not here, here's an example, and this is not a, a teaching position or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in college, I used to work on campus. I had this job, and at the beginning, I hated it. I hated it to the point that I was thinking, okay, I'm going to quit. I just don't know how to do it yet. Um, and right as I was thinking that, my, my boss, my supervisor, came to me and said, Maria, you have no idea how much I appreciate you being here. You're doing all these wonderful things and you being so kind and you were a very hard worker and I I sat there and I looked at him and I like in my heart I felt this whoa this is so cool that he noticed that because honestly I I, I really wasn't trying to do this I had in my view I had low energy I was just kind of doing what I had to do but he saw it differently and that made a huge, huge difference for me. And I stayed there for years. And we're still really, really good friends and we talk pretty are often. Are you talking about Ben? No, I'm not talking about Ben. Ben never said that to me, that I'm good at what I do. <laughs> I'm sorry I never said that to you. It's okay. You're really good at what you do. Yeah, it's too late what now. What do you but... do? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, this, this might be a little bit off, but we're talking about comparing with people and, you know, you feel burned out when, or not necessarily feel burned out, but someone 
gets complimented mm. and they're doing all these amazing things and then you feel hmm, kind of deflated. So this is what I read this morning um, from Elder Jeffrey R. Holland. It's so good. I, I thought, why have I not like put this on a poster or something? But he says, envy is a mistake that just keeps on giving. So I think a lot of times when we see that someone receives praise, it makes us feel like, oh, I don't have that praise. And you might not be thinking, I want that praise, but there is something to that. But this is what he says. Obviously, we suffer a little when some misfortune befalls us, but envy requires us to suffer all good fortune that befalls everyone we know. Well, that was so powerful. So if we're constantly comparing ourselves with others, we're going to constantly be disappointed because we are always suffering at, if we're envious and we're comparing, we're always going to be suffering what other people's good fortune, right? So we can't compare ourselves. That will, it, we can never match up to everyone. I mean, that's the whole point of this discussion, right? I yeah. mean, yes, comparing ourselves leads to burnout, ourselves to others leads to burnout and causes all these problems, definitely. I, I have to disagree with you. I don't know that that's envy. Hmm. I, I, I would not think of that as envy. Because I've heard I'm it both not, ways. I know you've heard it both ways. Because I'm not envious of the person that got a a comment like I'm happy you're not envious of the comment you're not envious of the person no I'm happy that they got that comment that's that's great that compliment that's I think I think I think what it is is kind of what you were speaking about earlier Maria we all have insecurities we all have things that we don't yeah. feel great about and when somebody else is praised for what they've done People are going to receive that in different ways. You, for example, you may take it really, really hard and say, oh, man, I, you know, I'm not really doing well in that area. Whereas Ben or I will be like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Whatever. <laughs> so so it, varies. Ooh, it varies. Ways to do it, it varies. It yeah. varies. But what I'm trying to say is that everyone has insecurities. Right. Everyone does. And the degree to which they're affected by those insecurities varies right true right and so i guess what what we've been talking about over and over again is you know don't compare yourselves to others but that's really difficult to do and i think that's that's a process that's going to take years and years and serious um commitment to improve in that area and I mean, that can take a lifetime, probably. Let me, I, I know Maria disagreed, and that's okay. Intelligent people disagree. Mm. It's true. So one of the things that- Wait, you paid me a compliment? Wow. Yeah, I paid you a compliment, Maria. Thanks for, uh, yes. Anyway, so <laughs> what I was going to say is, when we compare ourselves to someone, we might see someone way up here, and if we feel inadequate, um, what I'm saying that is, is not envy of their success, their praise, but it's an, it's envious for success, right? Because you're trying, the, the very act of comparing and feeling bad is, I'm not where that person is, that's where I need to be. You're envious of being where that person is, when that is totally not necessary. That's what I'm saying. I think, so, I, yeah, go ahead. I think what also happens a lot of the time is, we are very hard on ourselves 
and we don't look at all the things we do as success true where where other people may look at us look at what maria's doing look at what ben's doing and they will be like amazed by all the things you do but you may not see it as something worth celebrating so i think we need to all of us we need to work on not comparing ourselves to others while at the same time celebrating what we do because what we do is worth celebrating and that envy or whatever we want to call it comes when we don't celebrate our successes i think the end thank you for coming okay. to my TED talk <laughs> well okay i want i want to this conversation has not gone the way that i had imagined in my head no, beforehand and i way. think that's okay right yeah but um i can't help but think about two things um first we just got done with general conference we heard elder bednar and he talked about this basically this concept right that everybody's important and just because you might receive praise and or whatever everybody's important which also reminds me of a quote from doctor who when one time the doctor said there's nothing more important than an ordinary person and i've always liked that because we think of ordinary as unimportant, mm -hmm. but it's not. And really nobody is ordinary, everyone's unique. So if we look and embrace our own uniqueness like you suggested, Juan, then maybe we won't have that. But we've really, have we, have we gone away from burnout or is this still no, all connected? No, I think this is part okay, of burnout. Okay, all right, just check But in. I also think that, yes, let's look at ourselves, but also let's look outside of ourselves. And my Absolutely. challenge, my challenge to us and to everybody that's listening is, Think of ways that you can help people with their own burnout, whatever that may look like. Absolutely. And, um, you know, praise them for what they do or help them feel validated in some way or another um, because that's what... I think this is the biggest takeaway from this. There you go. Um, service and gratitude and praising others are really um good medicine for burnout but you but know, also being genuine when when we do those things well it's, yes of course no no it's not it doesn't go without saying it doesn't i wasn't gonna say that you the how, one who just said that well you said of course like it was this you know thing but let's be genuine in what we say to others and how we say it to others that makes a huge difference we don't want to hear the same sentence that everybody says when someone is doing something good. Yeah. We want to make it personal. We want to make it genuine and show that we really, really care and really, really appreciate that. I think that makes a huge, huge difference. Don't sound fake. Don't be fake. Yeah. And I think that goes without saying to our audience of five members that listen to this. <laughs> we are so, five members? <laughs> I don't know how many. Does that count us? Yeah, every time we watch it, it's a, so, it's a count. So it's us three and your mom, Ben. Yeah, my mom, and shout hey, out Taylor, to my mom. Taylor oh, it's Taylor. Taylor, thanks it. for listening. So that's five. Thanks for watching, yeah. Um, anyway, Taylor's great. Lots of exciting things. So let's let's all make a goal right now, right here and now. To take to this next week between our, our our next one, let's just praise and appreciate people. Genuinely, genuinely. Yeah, genuinely. It's a hard word. Yes, a hard without word. pretense. 
You did great though, Maria. Without expecting anything in return. No, because if you do things expecting something. Talking. Yes, you were. Sorry. It's okay. I'll go, go sit in the corner. Go ahead. I finished. I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, I forgot too. <laughs> so, genuine praise. Without to expecting something in return. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Um, you know, this is a little experiment, right? That we're doing. Uh, maybe next week we'll report on how that praise made us feel. Absolutely. Right? We're we're praising people without the expectation to receive anything in return. But I bet that'll change the way we feel about ourselves. I bet maybe. it will. And others. And others. And others. Great. Well, I think on that, we're ready to end. Yes. Um, we all have busy lives, but we're glad that you took the time to listen to us or watch. Tell your all friends. All five of you. Subscribe. All five of you, thank you so much. <laughs> we really appreciate it. But check out the YouTube channel. Um, check out, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcast and Amazon. And uh, we, we're not... We're actually doing this more for ourselves because we just get to talk about it, but it's kind of cool that people are listening and like it. All five of them. Yes. All five of them. Yeah. Yes. So that's great. It is cool. Um, yeah. So I think we're good. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye -bye.